0: One of my favorite things about scrolling through Facebook, of course, is the political comments of your relatives. No. Um, My favorite part of scrolling through Facebook is seeing pictures and funny stories about um, kids. My my friends whose um, kids are growing up, I love to see the funny things they do and just reminded of just uh, kids are great. So a few weeks ago, I saw a picture that a friend posted of her seven-year-old granddaughter, the message that she wrote on her window with a marker. Um, We have a slide of it. It's hard for you to read. So it says, Earth without art is just eh, which, you know, she's seven. I, I, I think really says it all, right? It's hard to imagine our world, especially New York City, without art. You know, from our paintings to our sculpture, the architecture, graffiti, um, music of all kinds, street performers, Broadway musicals, poetry on the subway, along with it's showtime. Um, Our lives are really surrounded and enriched by art. There is great power in the art around us. And oftentimes, we talk about the very first chapter of the Bible, how we are created and how we see that God created us. In Genesis 1, verse 27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Really, the very first act that we see of God is to create. And part of his creation is to create us in his image. And so creativity is really built inside of us as an image of God. And when we create, we really echo the creativity of our creator. But oftentimes our focus in the church is more the rational aspects of how we connect to God. So we focus on kind of the left brain aspects of connecting with facts and logic. But there is a lot of great um, value in the connections that we make with the right brain functions. Things like imagination, visualization, and the arts. And really that's what this teaching series is all about. Um, We see that God recognized the power of art when the Israelites are taken out of slavery in Egypt. God rescues his people and he takes them into the desert and he begins to reestablish their identity and worth after years of bondage. So a few months ago, you might remember that we discussed the importance of the blessing that God um, gave to the Israelites when they are in the desert. He was very intentional about these words that were spoken over these newly liberated Israelites to really uplift them and bring hope to these people who have experienced, they had experienced deep pain and trauma for years, for generations. Um, But what we don't often discuss is that God also makes it very important, even before he gives them land and a place to live, one of the first instructions that he gives these people is in the creation of art. And we see this in Exodus 31. So I want us to look at that together. Um, Exodus 31 starts verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. He said, I have filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold and silver and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. And then he says, moreover, I've appointed Oholiab, son of Ahizamak, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. And I've given abilities to all the skilled workers to make everything I've commanded. The tent of meeting, the ark of the covenant law with the atonement cover on it, and all the furnishings on the tent, the table and its articles, um, the pure gold lampstand, and all of its Um, accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offerings and its utensils, the basin with its stand, also the woven garments, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and his sons, and the anointing oil and the fragrant incense for the holy place. They are to make them just as I commanded them. It's interesting, so many um, important articles of art, um, different artistic designs that would have been important in this, um, these instructions that God gives them. And there are a few things that I th- think we see in this story that are really significant to our new teaching series and why art is so important to us all. First, I want us to notice what it says about the artists that is named um, specifically. So, often in the kids' classes, when we practice, um, when we're doing a Bible st- story, um, which we do every week, they learn a story in the Bible, we often say the name out loud together to kind of practice these names. So, I want us to kind of do that as well. So, the name um, we're going to say today is Bezalel. Are you ready? One, two, three. Bezalel. Very good. All right. So, Bezalel, what I find interesting is um In the first two times in Scripture where we see the term Spirit of God mentioned are both in relationship to the act of creating. First, of course, we see it in Genesis 1-1 in the very beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters." So here we see the spirit of God is present in the act of the creation of the heavens and the earth. But the next time that we see that term spirit of God mentioned is here in Exodus 31 and it refers to the artist Bezalel that he is filled with the spirit of God along with wisdom and knowledge and understanding and skill in order to create the space that God is going to stay with them. This is the space that um, they're creating for God so that God can live and be present with them. It's interesting to me that the Spirit of God isn't mentioned in the rest of Genesis. We don't see it mentioned with Noah or Abraham or Jacob or Joseph. Uh, we don't see it in mentioned um, with the plagues of Egypt or with Moses or Aaron. Instead, with the artist who creates. I also th- want us to notice that with both of these passages of creation, we see that there is emptiness that needs to be filled. First, the earth is formless and empty. But later, we see in, in Exodus 31 that there's an emptiness in the Jewish people. They have left slavery to find a new home, but they took with them their pain and their brokenness. And one of the ways that God fills that emptiness is with art. He surrounds them with beauty, carefully crafted to help them know their worth, their preciousness to God, along with this powerful God that is with them. And so God's intention, his instructions are very intentional because he knows the power of art. And I want you all to kind of consider your own culture because each culture has distinct art that is really unique to the, the story of its people. Its music is unique, the dance, the clothing, the architecture, the pottery, the paintings. Each culture throughout history has their own expression of art that has helped to tell the story of its people. Along with the values that they really hold dear to them. So our art is so important to us. It helps us express the beauty we find in life, to express and listen to and hear our emotions, those emotions that have been given to us as a gift from God. And art also helps us express our stories of joy and sorrow and pain. And that's why during this teaching series, we want to hear from the artists and those who have studied different areas of art, really to ask the question, how can we connect to God and others through art. Perhaps some of the different areas of art that we're going to be talking about in the following weeks might be new to you. Um, But the question for all of us is, how can you connect to God and others through sculpture, or pottery, or hip-hop, or literature? There are so many different styles and practices of art that really surround us, and they do have the power to connect us to God, to his work and his love for us. And so in a little bit, we are going to um, allow you to kind of look around at the different artists that are in our family. But before we do that, I just want to introduce you um, to an artist, um, kind of a, a, a painter that's well-known um, in the art community. He isn't here with us tomorrow, today, so I'm going to show a video that kind of, um, he's going to tell his story in the video. But his name is Makoto Fujimura, um, his art has been featured widely in galleries and museums around the world, um, notably in uh, the Museum of Contemporary Art in Tokyo, um, the Kutokin, uh Museum in Israel. He's an arts advocate, a writer, and a speaker, um, and a cultural influencer. He was a presidential appointee to the National Council of the Arts, and um, he's also a spiritual Christian leader who has written several books and speaks regularly on the connection between faith and art. And he started um, He and is the director of the Culture Care Initiative at Fuller Theological Seminary. And what it is all about is um, helping Christian artists really understand the important impact that they have on our culture today. He calls it culture care, that artists are here to care for our culture. And so as we transition this morning um, to moving towards sharing the table that we do every week when we have communion together. Before we do that, I want to show you a video video of Makoto sharing his own journey to know Jesus as his Savior and Lord. It's a journey that's really filled with the influence of art. And I hope as you listen to his story, uh, you will hear both the power of art to connect us as well as your own story, all of our stories, of how We are each loved and accepted by Jesus. And so after the video is over, the worship team is going to come and lead us in a song of worship. And during that song, you are all invited to join at the table, take the bread, dip it in the juice to remember Jesus' sacrifice for us. So uh, let's hear the video now.